0: Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to put on your creepy 15th century plague doctor mask because Jill's feeling sick. That is one of my fears.
1: Getting sick, not the mask. It's grunt work. Freeze. grunt. Huh? Welcome to Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement, based on the lesser-known works of Molière. Oh, yeah. I'm, i I did. I. That's so little known that I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm your host, Landon. I'm going to Disneyland, Solano. Joined always by my co-host Truman. Cough, cough. Bang, bang. Caps. <laughs> Truman, I miss touchdown, Rick.
0: Yeah, Landon. He misses you too, uh, and you know another thing that I miss is uh, not having a cold, so my voice wasn't quite this. Yes, s- Frazier. Fra- is this Frazier? Is this? More it is Frasier-y? to me
1: because I just watched a three-episode stint where he had some sort of. Uh, flu or or cold and you just had this raspy low energy performance for about three episodes in a row uh, well,
0: yeah and, and we're gonna put that on the character and not uh, just whatever was going on in kelsey Grammer's life at that <laughs> time uh that's very very forgiving of you uh well well yes landon i've been listening uh <laughs> and the voices told me hey why not get a cold that will make your throat all weird and fill up yeah. every hole in your head with snot and so here i am bringing that energy into your apartment Onto the table where you eat all your meals. <laughs> I
1: appreciate it. I've got the disinfectant crew coming in uh, after you leave. You
0: yeah. have a whole crew for that? That's good, man. <laughs> I, if, if, if I hired a crew, I probably wouldn't be sick right now.
1: <laughs> uh, it's called damage control. Well, uh, uh, let me take the, the reins for a little bit uh, so you can rest your voice. Um, thank you. Because if, 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 we have long-winded episodes. I want you to, to you know
0: pull through okay well i'm just gonna leave and you can just do the rest of the episode <laughs> fantastic and i will just edit in me and going uh-huh waiting forever for this moment oh god now you're just going to talk about roseanne for the rest of the episode damn it landon <laughs> speaking of Frasier, uh
1: i'm just about i have uh i think the the season finale of season three left oh so I'm that's where i'm, I'm at you. uh I got something to bring up yes home improvement related from season three of Frasier. yes fucking dave okay fucking dave you remember dave uh, from from Home Improvement cheated on Karen fuck that guy yeah he comes in uh, playing a character named Tom to fix up uh, uh, Fraser's apartment
0: and ends up uh, shagging Daphne for a little bit shagging Daphne that is my favorite cover band of flogging Molly <laughs> uh, yes I remember that that's when he's asking her when Fraser makes the altogether unreasonable request that Daphne not fuck in his yeah. apartment. Person who live here don't have a sex life. <laughs> I'm a progressive psychologist. Uh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, do you think, so do you think that's just, that's, but he's just horndogging his way through, through uh, all of late night comedy in the 90s. And... No, I,
1: I'm suggesting that Daphne is who Tom, uh, that, uh, that Dave, quote unquote Dave, if that's your real name, yeah. was cheating on Karen with.
0: That's, you know, that's the ultimate side piece, is to have a <laughs> British girl in Seattle who you are cheating on the lady who you got set up with. Literally. In
1: Michigan, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, Tony
0: Carrero. 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 Cairo, which is the capital city of Egypt. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I Look, I, I'm saving my voice to only give you very useful yeah, facts. You're you definitely saving your jokes out. as well, apparently. Wow! Oh! <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, man. That... that If you're trying to get rid of the cold virus with just meanness, uh, uh, no, you just are succeeding.
1: Shock and awe.
0: Oh, God. Well, you're not winning any hearts and minds, sir. I'll tell you that right now.
1: Well, speaking of hearts and minds, I do want to mention our Patreon real quick. Yes. Uh, we have rolled out our Al Pal tier uh, not too long ago, and it has taken off in a way that, like everything else we've done with Patreon...
0: Completely surprises us. So it, it's um, it's like the producers when they are trying to do a play that they think <laughs> is going to be a total flop, yeah. but then everyone loves it. Yeah, um,
1: pretty much. Springtime for Schittler. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. That
0: was low hanging fruit. I'm sick. Landon, keep talking. I'll think of a better one.
1: We only so we uh, the Al Pals has a, a limited availability of only seven spots. Limited Al availability. We we have only three spots left. So like that's growing quickly and get the, get like, in there so that you can get these awesome VHS girl prints. Uh, I did it again. I turned away from the mic. <laughs> looking know. It's like you. Thing. It's like
0: you forget. I know. And also, it doesn't say VHS girl on the print, so it it's does. not even like it a key card. It does too.
1: Look at that. VHS Girl, 2019. Oh, wow. And uh, since you're sick, I'm not going to have you touch it, but behind you... You turned away from the mic again also. Sorry.
0: <laughs> behind you, I got my personal uh, uh, purchase from her in... Though I though, I was looking at those earlier and rubbing my hands all over oh, them awesome. I might add. But my uh, was But I was wondering, are those for you? Yeah, or it was a, a personal
1: purchase. I love her, her work so much that I opted to get the Evil Dead trilogy uh, done by her. And well, she, something that she had done previously. I didn't commission them from her, but... Uh, They're dope I love as them. hell. Yeah. They're really good. Uh, so that's awesome. And you can get uh, this VHS Girl print if you sign up for our Al Pal tier, as well as get, as get access to um, the video feed of our Grunt Works Night – Gruntwork Work Nights episode. Whew, boy. Um, I've also spoken to a few other artists about commissioning pieces.
0: Oh, so, wow. Uh, you know – Francisco Goya <laughs> – <laughs> Pablo Picasso, Hieronymus Bosch, has some crazy stuff in the tank for you. and He,
1: he does basically what his version of the transition world is. <laughs> it's just a bunch of little grunt creeps biting the ankles of people being tortured.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, Tim Taylor shitting out lug nuts uh, out of his ass. <laughs> the Garden of Earthly oh. Transitions.
1: Uh, and one of the funny things uh, that I didn't realize is that one of our sponsors is a male
0: person. A um, A man. She works for the Postal Service. Now I understand. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that great indie band. Yes, okay, continue. She's like a roadie for them or and, lead
1: singer. And uh, I, I, I asked her, and uh, there's a good opportunity that um, mailing her the print of this VHS girl, uh, uh, Commission piece. She's going to be delivering to herself. Whoa, which I thought was kind of weird. Is that isn't
0: it like a conflict of in- interest at some point? Is know, that like maybe. is like the doctor operating <laughs> on his own son?
1: Um, so lots of uh, fun, interesting stuff going on at Patreon. Please uh, consider looking over there. We've got some, and it, it's just growing. You know, we're we're talking about what our goal two uh, bonus episode is going to be. You guys, it was a very close game, but you did vote for more Frasier. Uh, we we aren't opposed to that, but, you know, for for sake of, uh, diversifying, we might consider something
0: else. Landon, I I have to confess, I invited the Russians to (laughs) hack into that for us, put their thumb on the scales, as it were. Um. So many people in Kenosha County, Wisconsin (laughs) were voting for Fraser out of the blue. It didn't make sense. Anyway, uh, we
1: don't talk about Frasier on this show. On this show, we (laughs) discuss... Home Improvement.
0: Although, I beg to differ. We talk about Fraser a lot on <laughs> this do. show. We like, do, but we
1: don't cover Fraser on this show. We, we don't. Uh, we cover Home Improvement, and this week we watched an episode.
0: Yes, we did. We watched an episode, an episode that I vaguely remember from my childhood as, oh, as really? it happens. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Well, I'd yes. be
1: curious to go into the deep dive with you, but do you have a uh, synopsis, uh, If or would you like me to read it no, for you? No, 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 Landon. Let I, me I read can... your words. Okay, read. I will put your your poetry
0: into motion. Read my lips, no new synopsises. (laughs) Tim's plans for a rowdy Super Bowl party are thrown for a loop when Jill comes down with the flu and begs him not to have his friends over. Tim, who wasn't paying attention during the in sickness and in health portion of his wedding vows, tries to have it both ways, coaching the guys to watch the game quietly downstairs while half acidly caring for Jill upstairs. When Jill finally loses her patience, Wilson helps Tim realize that he needs to be more nurturing, and he attempts to make things right by brewing Jill some of Wilson's special anti-nausea B.T. And maybe right now you're thinking, wow, sure's a coincidence that Truman is sick in the same episode where we're talking about <laughs> Jill being sick. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, actually, guys, I'm a method podcaster. Yeah, I just I'm... went down to Skid Row and started licking toilet seats <laughs> until oh, I got this. Nope, nope, not even, don't even joke about it. Also, there's no public restrooms anywhere in L.A., so I don't know what I'd be licking.
1: Well, uh, off of that vivid uh, vision seat. you've given us, yeah. uh, that synopsis is brought to us by our sponsor, Tara.
0: Thank so... you, thank you, Tara, for bringing that disgusting thing <laughs> to into the world.
1: And we're going to—oh, uh, uh, there's a little, little bee flying around. Oh, no. And uh, it's flapping its wings yeah. so much that it pulls the scene back— and we're launched into the next segment called "Guess, Guess the title. title."
0: Brought to us by J. Oh well, uh, that's a powerful B. That's a big B. <laughs> uh, so I have three options. Yes, for title
1: names. Okay. First I want one. All three of them at the same time.
0: <sighs> okay, I can. Okay, I mean, even with my voice in perfect condition, that would be difficult, Landon. <laughs> you are. You want my larynx to yeah, explode? But you are the editor of the show. True, but I'm also. <laughs> A, I, I lack the technical know-how <laughs> okay. to figure that out. B, I lack the joie de vivre to learn how to do that. Like, I, I'm not the sort of person who's like, oh, I'll teach myself. So, option one. Yeah. Flooper Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, whatever. I, I've heard and acknowledged that title that you've given us. Second. Okay, if you don't like that one, you're not going <laughs> to like the next two. Second one. rushing. The passer, like virus, vi- vi- but mm-hmm. yeah. I'll give you a pass. da yes. da 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 Lateral. Uh, <laughs> and lastly, blitzing and barfing. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I honestly, trying to come up with witty titles about being sick when I'm sick. Yeah. It's a little cruel, you yes, know. But can't that's what it. I'm saying. I'll, I'll give you. A it's, pass it's the on same that. conflict of interest that would prevent uh, a mail carrier from delivering a letter to themselves. <laughs> it's like it's, I just can't do this. What do I? Yeah. What do I do? It's too much. Your
1: brain and your body have a conflict of interest. Yes, exactly. I get it.
0: Um,
1: this is a title called Super Bowl Fever.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know that's that. I mean, solid B. Like I should have thought of that. Oh, solid B. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, uh, yeah it's good. That's yeah. You know, it's all right. I think it's, but it, it's, it's 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 acceptable. It's it's no Jill's birthday, but <laughs> it's better than all of mine. I think all of mine are well. All of mine are still better than Jill's birthday, but flooper ball, <laughs> flooper bowl, Landon. <laughs> I should have called it Flooper Bowl Sick Day. People would have appreciated that one. <laughs> uh, well, speaking
1: of Jill's birthday, this episode was written by Rosalind Moore and Howard J. Morris, uh, who we've speculated in the past are a writing team within the writers group here. Yeah. Um. And they they wrote uh, Jill's birthday together. Most recently, I think Howard J. Morris wrote "Ye Old Shop Teacher." Ah, yes, yes, and, classic. Uh, classic. Rosalind Moore wrote uh, "Twas the Night Before Chaos." Mm, mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are they're pretty regulars and the the most interesting credit here is that this episode is directed by Andy Cadiff
0: and Pete Filsinger what yeah. two directors much like the movie <laughs> quick change directed by Bill Murray and some other guy <laughs>
1: um Pete Filsinger has directed two episodes before this as well uh, real men and what you see is what you get yeah um so i'm wondering if he's going to become like because he's only the third director we've had on the series
0: so far. Do do you, did you feel like the 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 one hundred percent increase in directors uh, helped this episode? <laughs> um, no, not no, necessarily. No, I felt the same. I felt the same. Even though it had double writers and double directors, yeah. I feel like that was, if anything, too many cooks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so continue. How do you feel about this episode? Uh, you know, you said you remembered it from your childhood. I did remember. I did remember it from my childhood. I remembered. I, I must have watched the whole thing because I remember the beginning where Jill is in bed going like, "Tim, I think I'm dying," and Tim being an asshole. It was about a good it. impression. Th- thank you, thank you <laughs> again. Method podcasting. Uh, like I, because Jill in spoiler alert for the thing we're about to do, Jill is in bed and Tim comes in. She's like, "Tim, I think I'm dying," and because she's got the thermometer in her mouth, Tim is like, <clears> "Jill, I can't understand a word you're saying." And I remember at like seven being like. Kind of a dick move, Tim. <laughs> little, little bit of an asshole. I mean, girls are grody, sure, and all I want to do is run and skip and play, or I don't know what the fuck I want to do when I was seven years old. I can't remember S- shit from then except watching. Sip on a nice Chianti. Uh, well, I want to, I want to, I want to sip on a nice Capri Sante, actually, <laughs> uh, and listen to Ashante. Uh, but. Um, <laughs> But so I remember that opening, and then I remember the ending where it's uh, turnabout is fair play, and then Tim is in bed, and Jill does the same yeah. thing to him. But I remember at seven being like, ah, well played, Jill. <laughs> uh, so I remember. Unfortunately,
1: it. doesn't pay off quite no. the way that memories do.
0: No, sadly, it does not. I enjoyed yeah. that memory way more than I enjoyed this episode. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like uh, this was. Uh, this sort of harkened back to season three, where it's like Tim's whole. Like the, the yeah Tim's hole Tim is a hole a hole in the <laughs> Tim's center of a house. Hole yes is a territory we don't want to explore I, especially after all of the cheese and sausage <laughs> he's been eating in this episode yes it's just it's not it, like the entire thrust of the episode is wow any decent man would have canceled a Super Bowl party to care for his wife. Tim doesn't want to do that, yeah, and so it just it really like this is this is a step back from the a little bit from the more enlightened Tim we've had recently. I I would put this the emphasis
1: on uh, the of the responsibility on the writers a little bit because you even have uh, it, it's not just Tim, uh, you know. I feel like all of the guys have, you know. You can't have a, a group mentality of just being shitty to Jill. You yeah. Know, and that's what it is. Except you
0: know? for Al, who is once again the lone star of this episode. <laughs> yeah, but even his
1: things are rather flaccid.
0: Uh, well. Well, Landon.
1: <laughs> his protest just, like, he makes comments, but it doesn't... I don't feel like it has the weight that an Alphorism usually has, <laughs> you know? Is
0: that a shot at, at Al's mom again? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, I don't know, uh, for me, this episode was just kind of middle of the road, um, maybe even a little further behind than the middle of the road, uh, it
0: it certainly wasn't- Well, it's to either one side or the other, like, behind, like, the Z-axis doesn't factor into the- No,
1: he's off-roading, going perpendicular into the desert- Oh, okay. To die of dehydration. Whoa. (laughs) But he's not so far out into, uh, the dehydration zone that he can't- Come back. So, okay, so he's not... It's it's, like two steps off the road.
0: Okay, okay. He's going a little bit off the reservation, but he could come
1: back. It's not a full-on walkabout yet. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Also, I don't know why I gave
0: the episode the gender of male, but I did. Yeah, way to go, Landon. (laughs) By far the most problematic thing about this episode is you gendering it. So, yeah, you know, it was... uh, Certainly, like, look, I don't think... Like, there were parts of it that made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, Especially... Brad and Randy and their limited appearances in this episode get some salt. There's a solid joke that I really like a great Wilson scene. I
1: love that. I feel like they constructed the entire Wilson scene around a single joke. Uh, And if they were if that was the intention to just I want to be able to get this pun out there and they built reverse engineered the scene from that than chef's kiss
0: yeah a million salutes fighter jets flying overhead into the sunset it was perfect why don't we start
1: to to get there let's go into our um uh we're gonna go into an ice cream shop this week okay (laughs) yeah i'm all about that and we're gonna get some scoops nice we're gonna we're gonna scoop out this episode
0: yeah was that a transition or just you having a mini stroke (laughs) like (laughs) this
1: is me trying to be creative to get away from digging
0: to get away from diving To get away from all the other stuff. Let's dig into the ice cream with our scoop. Ah, okay. And plop it on top of uh, a cone. I went to a rolled ice cream place last night where they basically squirt like this weird custard stuff onto a refrigerated plate. And then they scrape it out. But what they did also, maybe their gimmick is that, because I ordered one with Nutella and they wrote my name in Nutella... Uh, on the thing first, like they wrote Truman and then sc- and scooped it out. So, <laughs> Did do- they
1: flip a scallion into your cleavage as well?
0: <laughs> no, and I kind of wish they had, because I wouldn't have minded a scallion at that point. Uh, I don't know why I mentioned that, but just ice cream. Ice you cream. Know. Like, they scooped it. You scream. Everybody is screaming
1: for us to get into this episode. Except me, because I cannot scream right now. We start with a something that, that opens up the theory about the Grunt Creep, and the world, unlike anything, and it's going to, I have, I want to talk about this all the way through the theme song. Go. Okay. The Grunt Creep starts, uh, the whole episode starts with the Grunt Creep in the void, uh, hiking a ball you know, doing the little Heisman thing. Yeah.
0: Heisman creep. Uh, thing.
1: Skidding to a stop. I don't know what technical sports terms are. And then uh, hiking the ball,
0: throwing the ball. I, he throws the ball. does he hike it? what's a hike? A hike is when you push the ball backwards from between your legs to I believe the quarterback uh, he's just passing or throwing it's a it's a forward pass I believe oh, look at you with your uh... with with two percent more sports knowledge than you. <laughs> He throws the ball, the football, the sports ball.
1: Yeah, the sports and it ball. goes from the void into Tim's hands yes. on the scene of tool
0: time. A, a messy kind of transition where it's like the the grunt creep against a black background throwing the thing, and then we just cut to Tim catching the ball. Yeah. So sorry, um, I, I, I I didn't keep you, talking. You well, drink in there? <laughs> right, you caught me. Bay caught me drinking the drink.
1: Uh, my question now: the grunt creep can clearly affect. The real world, the real world can clearly affect the transition world, the void. Uh, I want to save the rest of it for the theme song. Oh, okay.
0: You're really keeping (laughs) us waiting. So, but let's just, let's draw attention to that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Is this going to turn into a cool world? Uh, Questionable. Cool world is questionable.
1: So <laughs> any... they're celebrating Super Bowl on Tool Time. Yes, uh, and what they have done is Tim and Al have invited three Detroit Lions onto uh, the show to show off their Super Bowl Sunday uh, passing dishes.
0: Yes, and oh boy, can these can these football players act? Who doggy and, and uh, who were they? Uh, well Give me their exact names Well, let's see There was, uh, uh, uh Gristle McThornbody, Who was, um, the, uh, the one who had the tuna casserole Uh, and uh-huh. then, uh, uh, Slab McBeefcake Who had the, uh, had the, the nachos And then Big McLarge Huge with a big, uh, tureen full of, uh, stew <laughs> Tara L. knows that I'm ripping these off from Mystery Science Theater Episode 820, uh, Space Mutiny, but, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, Landon thought it was funny. I did. Uh, uh,
1: We have Chris Spielman, Dave Craig, and Kelvin Pritchett
0: from the Detroit Lions. Uh, How's how's Chris Sprague spelled? Chris Sprague. I thought you said Chris Sprague was one of them spielman chris spielman, spielman. i whoa am i hallucinating <laughs> I now i think you might wow, be wow <laughs> i'm ear hallucinating at this point <laughs> uh chris spielman and dave craig oh dave craig that i heard Sp- i heard dave Sprague.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe i miss uh and, and I might actually be dave krieg i'm not sure how to pronounce it
0: this is great content i you know isn't to it dig
1: dig deep into uh, it. i'm really glad i brought us here here's the content that i have i hate tuna noodle casserole yeah that's gross Tuna's and it's, no, it's one yeah. of those things, just like green grapes, which I feel like I've mentioned before, that yeah. I was overfed as a kid.
0: As a Midwesterner, I can see tuna yeah. casserole
1: being a big part of your life. And I, I it's one of the things that makes me nauseous, really, uh, if I'm around it nowadays. It's just like way too much of it. Um, but uh, yeah, Chris Spielman has brought a tuna noodle casserole, and uh, he has a special um, recipe for it. Uh, and he gets up in Tim's face. Uh, for for Tim's little jab about, well, why don't you uh, take that magic to the Super Bowl sometime? Yeah, because the Detroit Lions suck, apparently. Uh, I don't know anything about football. All I know from living in Michigan is that the Detroit Lions have never really been great. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, what a damn shame. What a damn shame. D- to, as if Detroit didn't have enough problems. Yeah. Uh, Dave Craig has made a seven-layer bean dip, spicy bean dip. Yes. Uh, well, he says it's not. But then it is. But then it is. <laughs> he pulled a uh, uh, switcheroo or On a tip. quarterback fake or a quarterback fake. That's what they're. I don't know sports terms. Um, that right. that was the only one of these three dishes that I'm like, I want that. That sounds good. Give me give me some of that jalapeno
0: seven dip. Seven dips. Seven dip. <laughs> give me seven dips. Yeah, no, it's 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 seven dip. It's made out of uh, blended up DVDs of the movie Seven. <laughs> Gross. It tastes like uh, well, Christopher Plummer, and uh, <laughs> and it tastes very dark. Yeah, uh, and then there's the secret stew. Yes,
1: and I didn't catch. They're all kind of going through their ingredients, and at a certain point, Tim goes. So, can you give us some uh, idea of what is what makes your secret stew so secret? And uh, uh, Kelvin says, oh, it has Spam and oranges?
0: I heard oranges. I heard oysters. Well, oysters and Spam, well, I can see oysters being good from an umami standpoint. <laughs> spam is disgusting. Yes. Sorry, the entire state of Hawaii, but that your, your national food sucks. <laughs> your state food sucks. Uh, yeah, but or- I heard oranges and Spam, though, and that is a really bad combination. <laughs> and I would
1: imagine that this offends you as a, a crockpot cooker aficionado i would say even oh uh, what just that that he made a bad stew? somebody could just throw anything they want to into a pot and call it a secret stew and have it become famous because you're a detroit lion
0: uh you know look you've you have been a victim of me just throwing stuff into my crock pot and trying to pass it off as food so i mean i'm not offended by that i think you should be offended that people are making light of that activity <laughs> i learned it from watching this show uh fine uh,
1: not much happens in this to even set anything up outside no. of the fact that it's football and it's uh,
0: Super Bowl week. It's football, it's Super Bowl week, and not all uh, NFL players are have the raw acting talent that Howie Long does. <laughs> uh, so we get a power drill Um, transition. Uh,
1: some screws go into the screen yep. and pulls it apart, and we go into the theme song. Yep, we do. He's not lying. Which is where I'm going to bring back the grunt
0: creek. <clears throat> bring him back. Okay, or So, back.
1: as I'm watching this and you know, we've watched the you know the last uh version of the the credits, they are clearly, you know, they're in a video game now. The, yes. least the kids are lucky um, bastards. You know, probably good that they didn't put the video game screens up while Jill is like doing laundry and catching Tim in the wheelbarrow because I feel like that would be a little I mean, it's already kind of sexist, but uh, to make that her, like, get points to do that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyway, but it's very much a cartoon land. Yeah. So here's my question. Looking at the grunt creep passing the football to Tim in the opening of this episode and looking at them in this cartoon land, do you think Home Improvement is really about a family of interdimensional travelers who can go between – dimensions they can enter the void into this cartoon land and they can also be in the real world they're kind of like a third rock from the sun they're kind of like sliders aliens. sliders okay yeah, yeah yeah exactly but they they keep mum about it
0: yeah why would they keep mum about it i'm not discounting this i'm just like like why why, why is that like because tim <laughs> who can't keep mum about anything mark who can't yeah, keep true. mum about anything
1: well maybe they come from the transition land down under uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she just smiled and gave me a spam and orange sandwich. <laughs> uh, and so, just like Third Rock from the Sun, they have to keep their their secret uh, safe
0: or from the world. It, it's sort of an uh, without too many spoilers. It's kind of like an us situation where like they oh, they yeah. are trying to make make it go of it oh, in our world. Okay, that I can see. They they're trying to escape and they're haunted by the Grunt key- Creep, which would explain why the Grunt Creep is kind of like um, a bounty hunter. Yeah. Try He's and, out to get the tailors. Trying to bring them back. Yeah. yeah. I Okay, that that I can see. They have, they have escaped from this world. That's why their house it doesn't make physical sense in terms of its layout. And B, <laughs> why cartoon physics seem to apply there. Yeah. And why Tim can get shrunk down to six inches tall and no one talks about it. <laughs> I think we might be onto something. I think that they come from the universe that Spider-Ham lives in in Spider-Man <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse. I can get down with that. That is a compelling theory. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, I know
1: we haven't had a theory on the show for a long time. Yeah, uh, we kind we kind of got lost from outside that. of Marie's uh, theory. But um, true, uh, there's something to say. I want to I want to amend that theory. Yeah, that
0: we said that maybe Joe left her. Yeah, there's something to say that she didn't kick him out. Yeah, true. I mean, I was thinking in this episode, all of Tim's male friends come over. Where's Joe? Yeah, right. Joe? Well, they didn't. Joe and Tim didn't really hit it off, so I wouldn't. That's not surprising to me. But he also bought Tim uh, like a nice ass grill for his yeah, car but he also did that because he fucked up the grill in the first place I'm saying but like that I feel like un- under the bro code that at least gets you an invite to the Super Bowl party
1: well what would get you uninvited to the Super Bowl party is outing you in front of your wife calling her a drunk and uh, a uh whatever at dinner
0: if people applied those sorts of <laughs> rules to Tim he would have no friends no acquaintances like he would have been disowned and left on an ice floe to die that's why
1: point. we're living in a world that doesn't make sense Thus, they're in a cartoon world.
0: Welcome to a world without rules. Okay, cool.
1: (laughs) Cool. So we we cut from the theme song into the living room where Brad and Randy come down while Tim is trying to hook up his surround system.
0: And a baller exchange from Brad and Randy. Brad says, "Uh uh-oh, a ladder, exposed wires, and dad. And Randy just goes, no good can come from this. (laughs) Which, again, we've been saying this for the whole show Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas his delivery, like <laughs> the the ladies tell me he's a dream boat and that everyone had their first like yeah. like oh I'm into the boys. Ladies the, air the, quotes. Yeah. I I say it in my sexy <laughs> voice. But uh, but no, like everyone's like, Oh Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Whatever. Like maybe he's cute. I can't tell. I'm immune to like, you know. Boys' charms, I yeah. suppose, but, but not
1: to voy- viruses that infect your body.
0: Oh God, no, I'm not. If if <laughs> if, if, if this virus was a little boy, then he would
1: have. No, Stop that there.
0: You know, Landon, you're try- you're trying to entrap me into getting arrested, <laughs> uh, but. The point is, he's great. He's His yeah. delivery of these lines is so deadpan and perfect, and it's uh, he's a superstar. <laughs> okay. Uh, not doing great on this show. Mark uh, comes down as
1: well in a panic saying, oh, no, Mom doesn't look good. She's calling for you, Dad. Um, uh,
0: we got to go into Sweatshirt
1: Corner. I, have we come up with a name for this yet?
0: No, I not yet. That's kind of your purview is okay. naming segments on the show.
1: Uh, well, I'm, I'm sick of corners. How about Sweatshirt Shop? uh sweatshirt like sh- well, that like, sounds like a
0: sweatshop so just to play on like <laughs> on like developing nations being exploited for the labor of children yeah i'm sure a lot of them made these sweatshirts so I, that, d- don't make it okay <laughs> why not no, why it not doesn't. sweatshirt closet
1: okay uh, okay well uh step with us into s- sweatshirt closet for a quick quickie uh, seven minutes in heaven uh i'm certainly not gonna take seven minutes on this he's we- wearing a university of michigan football shirt uh Ooh. wolverines wolverines um which is the you know school the closest to where uh i grew up cool um <laughs> the...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Landon. thank you thank you for jumping in to criticize yourself when when my voice is too weak to do so the, the interesting that, part that, about this that was also a classic john oliver just cool <laughs> directed back at myself
1: though um there was a, an interesting little bit about this that uh Really makes me love the set designers. I don't know if you noticed, but Tim, you know, the the sweatshirt just says uh, University of and then of and then Michigan at the bottom. And um, surrounding that or that surrounds uh, a yellow football with the blue stripes for the stripes on a football. And on the shelf um, below the speaker that he's uh, doing is a toy yellow football with the blue stripes on it so accessories it just it, it makes me love the set designers of this show so much and the prop people who go to these lengths just to do little in jokes for themselves
0: yeah yeah i mean i guess when you're when your whole job is that thing it's like you know that that's why that's why they hire a whole crew for that. It's like, these people will think about these things and put the in-jokes in there so the yep. rest of us don't have to.
1: <laughs> but I caught it. I loved it. Um, you caught the you the only football you have ever caught, believe me. <laughs> you know what? I don't know anything about sports, but I'm, I'm not that bad at them. Wow. I, I mean, that's not – I mean, for someone, someone who you're... knows nothing about sports, you would expect them to be awful at them. I'm not saying I'm good at them. But I'm not saying I can't catch a
0: thing or throw it. What you're saying is you are the natural. You just it just <laughs> it comes to you, and you just uh, you just pretty hit much that, hit yeah. that. You're you're hitting baseballs into the lights, and everybody's running around the bases and, uh, there's, and sparks. I, I, I'm hitting baseballs, but they are foul balls. Let's put them that way. They they stink, <laughs> pretty much. Uh,
1: so Tim goes to tend to Jill up in the bedroom. Uh, We don't get a transition. It's just kind of a continuation of the scene. Yeah. Uh, Jill has a thermometer in her mouth. She is sick as a dog.
0: Yes. I don't get that phrase, but... I mean, yeah, honestly, dogs seem to get sick less than humans. Like, dogs don't really get cold. Sick as a human. Sick as a... Which is
1: something that interdimensional beings actually say, so...
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably so. Sick as a human. Oh, I see. Yeah, because they, they typically go to dimensions where diseases don't exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I'm. You're. You're. lob. You're. You're. It's you're, sorry. I'm starting my chainsaw right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what it is. You're just. You're just throwing. You're throwing all these baseballs to me, and and I am not passing them into the goal. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm missing out. Uh. But yeah, she's upstairs. She's got a thermometer in her mouth. She's got a fever of 103, and she says to Tim,
1: Tim, I think I'm dying.
0: And the only thing that's going to cure you. I'm not Is it the Godfather? Is hey. it the Godfather?
1: I have a question about the Godfather later in this it's episode. a
0: big piece of gabagool, <laughs> hey. Uh,
1: I think it, I stopped myself halfway through that because I'm realizing that you know it's not quite uh, chic. It, it's not retro yet to do the cowbell joke as a reference, a retro reference. It's still just kind of passe. 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 Pas- pas- Thank you, Fraser. You're, you're
0: welcome. Fraser is what they call me. Actually. Actually, oh, good it's God! Fraser's monster. We are hitting hitting walls all over the place. Um, It's because we've got so many corners I, on this show.
1: <laughs> really built ourselves into one. Um, yeah. She doesn't want Tim to have the Super Bowl party.
0: No. She Tim does because it's a tradition. And and she says this is the first time we've ever done it. And Tim says, well, traditions have to start somewhere. <laughs> I actually kind of like that it line. Was, it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> but yeah, she point blank says to Tim, like, this isn't a case of like, her indicating and kind of using subterfuge try Yeah, like, right. Please, you know, I'd appreciate it if you didn't. Tim, like she just straight up says, Tim, cancel the party. Look after me. And Tim is like, what if I didn't? Is there a way that <laughs> And I not only know? that,
1: but makes fun of her the entire time. Yeah. Uh, for not being able to understand what she's saying. Yep. When she says that she vomited last night, the lasagna that she made, he goes, well, didn't taste so good going down either uh like you know what maybe don't kick a dog while he's lying down sleeping is that a phrase
0: yeah i i i mean some of it is and then you kind of you kind of <laughs> did some charlie parker jazz on the on the edges of it too uh you know the, the phrase the sayings are just like the canvas upon which you paint uh no but i mean it's 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 bad enough that he insults his wife's cooking all the time it's even worse that he insults his wife's cooking when she is deathly ill and is refusing her pleas that he look after her. Yeah. I mean this is re- I mean this, uh, this is just so central to what marriage is and yeah. what relationships are. It's like do you care for the like that's why that's why human pairing exists so that when one person is disabled in some way the other person can look out for them and prevent them from getting <clears throat> eaten by dinosaurs or whatever. Like going back in history to when marriage was first invented. That's what it was about. <laughs> and you know this begins my and it's it's impossible for me to
1: separate it out in my head right now because I am watching frasier but this feels <laughs> welcome, like welcome
0: welcome to my world i, I can't separate real life from frasier anymore
1: <laughs> this feels like a good premise for an episode of frasier where this is where the farce begins and tim is going to be put in a situation where he's going to have to constantly be running back and forth things will be going wrong yes. and like he's trying to please both parties doesn't quite pan out that way. Yeah, uh, it it,
0: re- it really doesn't. It, like,
1: I mean, I realize it's unfair to make that comparison, but like, I feel that this has potential. You know, like t- it's setting Tim up for a level of hubris to watch him get his comeuppance by the end of it, and that doesn't really happen.
0: Yes, uh, again, very season three. Yeah. Uh, no, I, th- this to me also felt like something that you would see on Frasier in that. Uh, someone calls Frazier's show at the beginning of the episode and it's Tim Allen saying, so my <laughs> wife is sick and I want to watch the game with my friends. And Frazier gives some advice like, well, in uh, the, the, the wedding vows, say, in sickness and in health, whatever. And then we hear the sound of the game in the background and Tim goes, ah, oh, touchdown, sorry doc, gotta go, ka-ching. And then Frazier does some bon mot and uh, we get a black screen with a title card that then takes us to the condo. Uh, let me just pull up my Fraser fan script here, and I'll see what the rest <laughs> is. Any, anyway, I'm sorry. We're talking about home improvement.
1: No, that's all right. So, I mean, that, that's the, the. Is there anything else in the scene? I, I feel like we covered pretty much all of it. I,
0: just the setup is that that Jill wants Tim to cancel the game. Tim says, I'll, "I'm going to have the game on. I'll come up here and look after you during the commercial breaks. Call me on the intercom if you need anything. I'll keep the guys quiet.
1: Just as long as they don't. If I don't have to see them, fine. Yes. Um. So then he he dispar- we, we get a a, ta- a table um scattering transition like yep plates fly into the frame uh and all of a sudden the the pans up from the living room uh the kitchen nope yeah dining room dining room that's That's the word i was looking for dining room table to the front door where all of the guys come piling in um and they got we've got benny yep we've got the jets uh, (laughs) we got the bc boys (laughs) and we got uh uh the Ronettes. What's his name? Oh, my God. What? Why am I blanking on his name? Who? who Bismarcky. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. He did a Benny of the Jazz cover. Anyway, uh, so we have Benny. We have Al. We have uh, Harry from the hardware store. Uh, we have the Hendersons. We have Pete, but no Dwayne <coughs> and Rock, yeah, which is we, weird. I know. It's like the band broke up. This is the second time we've had Pete, but no Dwayne
0: and Rock. I, I
1: re- well, it's like, remember the, the the swing set episode.
0: Do you think that Dwayne and Rock are where Joe Morton is right now? Do you think they all went off to you some mean... farm where character actors can be happy?
1: <laughs> well, I certainly know this isn't the last time we're going to see Dwayne and Rock. So, uh, you know, if they can come back from that place.
0: Do you think Joe is like the Yoko Ono to the to the K&B construction crew or something who split them up <laughs> temporarily? Yoko, oh no, I don't. Yoko, oh Joe.
1: <laughs> Joko oh no. Um, <laughs> they all. So all the guys come marching in. They have all these big uh, vuvuzelas. Is that what they're called? Yeah, the, uh, the things
0: that, that that totally ruined the World Cup a few years ago.
1: So they, most of them, have them up to their mouths and they're making the big uh, honking noises. Brrr. And as we get that noise, we go inside of one. Oh shit! Into the head of. A character actor. Oh, is he thinking about being on ER? Can I get a, a hint? <laughs> we have character actor corner sponsored this week by Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Fuck. I'm never gonna
0: get that right. At least you're not doxing people with their last names anymore.
1: <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Larry. Doctor Larry Lindover is his full credited name. Wow. Uh, is played by Murray Rubenstein. Ooh. Rubenstein. I don't know what what the ruling is for Steen or Stein. Uh, I think it's an I I or E thing, right? Like, if it's an I before an E, it's Stein. And if it's an E before an I, it's Steen. The the ASCII shrugging (laughs) text is what I'm responding
0: to you with on Twitter right now.
1: He was on an X-Files episode, uh, which I feel like one of our Patreon supporters, TJ, might appreciate because he has an X-Files blog. Oh, well. So, uh...
0: I I can think of another Patreon supporter who would appreciate that, too.
1: (laughs) Uh, And... Okay, so I got to go into this for a second. Just a, a little little deviation, if you'll permit me. Deviation um, art. He. <laughs> that's
0: a picture <laughs> of a Sonic getting pregnant.
1: Going over some of his other credits, he was on JAG. Uh, he Ooh. was on Family Law, Seventh uh, Heaven. Um, the ER...
0: This is big ER energy right now that I'm getting. He
1: was on a Frasier episode <gasps> uh, called Death Becomes Him, where... Uh, Frasier, I think it's a season two episode where Frazier gets afraid when a colleague of his dies. Yeah, Plays a character named Alan Friedman. I honestly, I just watched the episode. It couldn't have been more than a month ago, and I don't remember him. What a memorable role. (laughs) Uh, Here's the thing. He's in a movie that has come up on a character actor corner before called 18 Fingers of Death! Exclamation point. And he was on it with uh, another character actor called Stuart Kwan, yeah. who was the karate instructor. Yeah. You remember him? Yeah, the karate full-grown adults. And I'm wondering, uh, this movie has a 3.4 on
0: IMDb. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's magic territory. That's where the good shit happens. It's,
1: a, it's quoted as a martial arts movie star mockumentary in the loose tradition of spinal tap. I feel like I've even said that before. And there are confounding people uh, included in this movie. How uh, do you mean confounding? What confounds you about it? Um, just the the smattering of character actors. Anyway, a lot of our character actors seem to be ending up in this this movie, and I'm wondering if we're going to have to investigate this further at some point.
0: I mean, yeah, it it seems like the the uh, the crime map that you're building on the wall with all your yarn and three by five <laughs> cards they're they're all clustering at this one movie. <laughs> uh, it just seems worth investigating. Uh, Robin Cho, if you know him,
1: he was uh, Luke King. Luke Hang, yeah, Luke Hang in uh, the Mortal Kombat movies. Oh, Beverly Hills Ninja, which is oh. what I know him from being a Chris Farley fan.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, Beverly Hills has a cop and it has a ninja. What else? Do, like, what other things does Beverly Hills? Well, there's a Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like what is there? A Beverly Hills Comptroller.
1: Now, if the Beverly Hills cop. And the Beverly Hills ninja ended up fighting, it would probably be in the slums of Beverly Hills.
0: True, true. Natasha Leone is there watching it all go down. <laughs> uh, and I mean, well, we already know what their zip code is in Beverly Hills. Uh <laughs> and the theme song for that fight would be sung by Beverly Sills. Um Yeah. Did and you... that would be sung by
1: the Troop from Beverly Hills. <sighs> troop of Beverly troop, troop Troop Beverly Hills. Yeah. Jenny Jenny Lewis. Because she's in that movie. Anyway, Shelley Long, because she's in that movie. <laughs> does she sing? No, but
0: well, <laughs> Shelley Long. I don't know. Shelley I'm sure, Long. I'm sure she sung something at some point. I, she does on some episodes of Cheers, and everyone hates it when she starts singing. I
1: actually think she goes into a little song on the Brady, one of the Brady Bunch movies. That would make sense. That would make sense. This became a very weird character after corner. Uh, yeah, uh, we got lost in this corner. <laughs> so let's come out of that uh, toot horn. What is it called? A vuvuzela. A vuvuzela. A toot, a toot horn. <laughs> <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but I am awful at remembering words. Um, you're that's the opposite of tooting your own horn. You're bringing yourself down. <laughs> so as they are coming in, all the boys are or guys are coming in, making noise. The boys, the, the
0: boys are back in town. The, Let's bo- who knows where the
1: boys went for this? Yeah. Oh, they went to a friend's house to so watch it on a big screen um watch the super bowl on a big screen yeah so uh tim tells him to keep it down you know like if you're gonna cheer you know how about doing it yeah just like know. do like mime stuff yeah and al's he goes you know jill's upstairs she's sick and then al yells at tim
0: she's like jill's sick what are you having us over for yeah yeah he's he, he says like well. i feel you know he's saying like i feel really uncomfortable us doing this while jill's upstairs being sick this isn't right we're gonna be bothering her Al is the conscience for the entire episode. Everyone else is just like, yeah, fuck her, whatever. Why can't she die faster? That's so weird. Yeah, because I mean, Pete seems like a pretty sensitive guy. I'm surprised that he's not more the, considerate. The way he feels about his mother, and he can't extend that that sympathy to his to well, the mother of Tim's children. <laughs> uh, anyway, none of the guys like this. Uh, Tim
1: suggests, you know, why don't you just do miming? uh exercises you know uh instead of cheering
0: and, and they're all saying well why don't we go to somebody else's house and just watch the game there we can be as loud as we want and then tim goes well then i'd have to stay here and they're like oh so we're just gonna ruin our thing because of you and tim is like yeah and they all just oh, okay i guess we'll go along with it welcome back to season three
1: yeah <laughs> um i i'm also kind of behind the suggestion of having people mind things while watching sports yeah it's kind of a, a pet peeve bane of mine i mean i've never said anything to anyone because i don't want to be that guy sure but, uh you know i'll be sitting in my living room on a sunday afternoon trying to watch you know some Thing. fartsy arts artsy fartsy foreign film with
0: subtitles or just some fartsy foreign <laughs> film with subtitles and the subtitles are all just bracket
1: fart
0: <laughs> that's a fart joke that i think is funny
1: i appreciate that uh and then all of a sudden i'll just hear a lot of screaming and like Hand yeah, smacking together yeah. i i clapping is what they call it in the biz <laughs> in this dimension i call it hand smacking um and it's it's you know like uh, i whatever i i it annoys me I'm, uh, but it's part of why I'm not a big sports fan. It, it, just
0: all the yelling, all the commotion.
1: All the yelling. Can't you guys just, like, quietly enjoy something?
0: C- couldn't you just, like... Is look, there enough stress in life? Whenever your team scores a touchdown, why can't you just look into one another's eyes and really, like, <laughs> see each other for who you are? And, like, maybe share a heartfelt story from your childhood very quietly. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of sport I want to play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're watching a guy a big guy
1: yep run down some grass yep with a ball in his hand all things that happen and
0: go over a line to score a point lines and points yes
1: why can't you just nod in in contentment and go that was good why why not just deep-seated appreciation
0: why not just say hey good job or or do a golf clap yeah Exactly. Seriously, when people watch golf, oh my god, I was I was in some bar when the PGA, whatever the fuck, was happening. <laughs> the amount of hullabaloo that people cause in this quiet-ass sport where you're not even allowed to make noise when you're watching it live. Shenanigans. This world is going to hell in a handbasket. Welcome back to my AM radio talk show, I guess. <laughs> okay, so anyway, the guys are trying to watch the game, they're being rowdy and loud, and uh, Jill is calling down on the, on the, uh, the intercom... intercom saying, like, Tim, I'm going to throw up, or T- you guys are being too loud, and Tim is just, like, turning the intercom off. He's not being a good dad or no. a good husband.
1: No. Um, are, are we into the, the, the scene where they're watching the game now?
0: They're watching the game, yeah. Okay, We're yeah, in that so, scene.
1: Okay, great. Um, and, yeah, uh, there, I mean, a lot of these scenes kind of blend together Yeah. Here, right? Yeah, there's, there's not yeah. a lot of delineation between things. Uh, so this is a little bit later. Uh, Harry mentioned something about the snacks... Um, I don't remember what it was. Oh, how about giving me another sausage? Yeah. Uh, which, I, I, only in retrospect did it occur to me that Al suggests, uh, why don't you have some of my raw vegetable med- medley, yeah. which I'm way on board with. It, truthfully, that looks pretty good. He's got a lot of cauliflower up Al on there. Al is, uh, you know, speaking to my, my personal needs. Yeah. Which, uh, makes me love him all the more. Al is all about tending to other people's needs. <laughs> He's all about that, be- roughage. I was trying to think of a vegetable that rhymes with base, and the time is over. So it only occurred to me in retrospect that he was offering that because Harry's had heart attacks
0: and doesn't need a third sausage. And also, this, this these sausages that they're eating dwarf the buns in their size. <laughs> like true, they, they don't just plump when you cook them; they become like singularities when you cook. <laughs> they're enormous sausages. Uh, so. And what also, like, he, he like he says, he's he's even cautions Harry at one point, like, this, this isn't good for your health. He turns to the guy who's the doctor there or whatever and says, she you know, it's really not good for him to eat that many sausages. And the guy says, you know, you're a doctor, aren't you? And the guy says, I'm a neurosurgeon. Unless he puts the sausage on his head, it's not my concern. <laughs> it's kind of a good line to give a character actor. That is, that is a good line. Yeah. Also, technically eating a sausage is putting it in your head. That's true. For a minute at yeah. least. Just not into your brain. Unless you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Jill calls out to Tim to tend to her needs. He goes upstairs to the bedroom where uh, the music... Now, I... okay. Yeah. For someone who claims to have seen every movie on the face of the planet, yes. I have not seen Dr. Zhivago.
0: I don't think Dr. Zhivago exists. I think it's a movie that <laughs> exists to shame people like us for not having seen it.
1: I, I want to see it. It's So I have this thing... You watch it sometime. At it's this, this popcorn, point, I have a handful of movies yeah that big movies like on the waterfront uh that i haven't seen yet yeah um you got burned for not seeing that the other night i when did we were out. people uh, laughed because i have intentionally stayed away from them because afi and um uh, some of these other organizations do big screen retrospectives sometimes and so i have a handful of like dr jivago is a 70 millimeter movie i oh, want to yeah. see that i want my first experience with that to be you know, at the Cinerama Dome in 70mm, if yeah. possible. So I'm waiting it out. Like, I don't
0: have any immediate need to see Dr. Zhivago. You're not going anywhere. Dr. is not going anywhere <laughs> exactly. sooner or later, yeah. Uh,
1: so just uh, that's the, the preface I need to give for not being able to recognize the music when Tim enters the room because I thought she was watching The Godfather,
0: which... I mean it's it's very italiany music playing which is like it is an american italian co-production but also it's all about russia so i don't know why they would be playing this kind of yep. like Calliope type music.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: Um, Tim has brought her up some Jello to make her feel better, but yep. uh, she is not the mood. Nope, nope. She uh, she can't eat anything, but she asks instead for a back row. Like, yeah. Tim's like, oh, you know, I'm not gonna eat. Oh, okay, well, I tried, and he's about to run out of the room. And
1: I'm, I'm going to point out the exact yeah. quote from him, yeah. which really bothered me. Go for it. Well, I get credit for trying. Well. I don't think you're the one who
0: gets to determine that. You're not the one <laughs> assigning the points, Tim. Also, just, just like... That's the thing. You, he, he, the word, he says the quiet part out loud all the time. He is, Which
1: he, would be fine if it comes
0: back to bite him. Yeah. But it, it doesn't in this episode. In this regard, I think he is kind of the Donald Trump of husbands. Like, Trump's whole thing <laughs> is he does shit that Republicans do, but instead of like being like, oh, this is going to be better for freedom or whatever, he just like says like, ah, oh, yeah, fuck them. Oh, poor people are lazy, and now they don't get this stuff. This is the most accurate Trump impression ever. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> pizza pie new york city uh like you know he just, he just like blatantly says the shitty thing that he's doing yeah. tim is kind of the same way like a normal shitty husband would be like oh okay babe sorry but tim tim just says like great now i don't have to pretend to care as much it's... okay now,
1: now do your impression of a normal good husband
0: hey yeah hey you want me to rub your feet um i'm just
1: trying to associate or understand which uh, accents you associate with bad people. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> because your your normal bad husband was a surfer dude. Yes. Your bad bad husband was
0: a uh, New Yorker. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is this is the okay good husband. Um, blah. Children of the night. Ah, oh wow, let, I like let, it. Okay. Ah, Finally subverting some stereotypes. Neck. Ah yes. Ah blah blah. Except for the blah 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 part, I felt like that was uh... that's the count, man. That's that's his whole deal. He's always saying blah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah um they get a, a call on the intercom in the the bedroom yes you got 10 seconds till uh till touch back uh will come
0: from uh, yeah, when you do the thing uh they're gonna start the game Offsides? Uh, no that's the name of an episode of this show oh right okay Uh, no no, no i they, the game is starting in 10 seconds so the timeout is over in 10 seconds timeout. so he runs over to jill to try and give her 10 seconds worth of back rub yeah. because she's asked for one and she's really into it yeah she's like oh your hands are so good and it's like wow tim is good at back rubs that seems weird to me (laughs) that he would be good at anything that a woman would want him to do right uh and then and then suddenly there's all this commotion from downstairs like oh yeah oh my god he's got it and tim just springs out of bed jill falls over backwards without him and goes running out of the room and
1: using the excuse oh harry may have had a heart attack
0: yeah, uh, not that, I mean, not that far
1: off. I mean, no, have that sausage a second I, ago. I mean,
0: these sausages are tuna cans. These sausages <laughs> are Mark Wahlberg at the end of Boogie Nights, these sausages. <laughs> uh,
1: so he rushes downstairs, and the the guys continue to watch the game. Shunzilla makes an appearance oh. in the background. I think he's, he's pretty stationary at this point. He's always in shots uh, where you see the fireplace. Yeah. He's always to the, I guess, stage left uh, of the, right of the screen, stage left. Um, of the stage. He's how they light the fire. Mm. (laughs) With his uh, atomic breath. breath, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. I have a personal story. Okay. Because the guys are on the couch, all standing up and cheering at the game, touchdowns, fumble, pass of the year. Yeah. Uh, These are things that they say, whatever. Um, Back in my acting days, I had an agent that would send me out for commercials and uh, had this pretty big commercial. (laughs) Available to me, or that I was uh, uh, sent on an audition for, and I can't remember what the brand was. It was something like Doritos, or some some sort of big game day sort of uh, snack. And the commercial was going to be a bunch of sports fans watching football. I guess you would call them football fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for some reason, they had uh, the audition, which is very which is very unusual to have an audition where you audition people together. Yeah. It's usually one on, you know, just one person at a time.
0: I, I'm remembering the Seinfeld episode where Kramer's in L.A. auditioning for all those commercials, and it's all him <laughs> in groups auditioning for the horror movie and the dance right, movie. Right, yeah. yeah. But this one, they wanted they brought in, I think, five guys at a time.
1: They sat him on a couch. Games burgers and fries. Kind of walked them through, okay, you're watching a game, and, uh, you know, this happens, you know, someone does a Thing and a you know you're you're happy you're cheering you're ecstatic it's the game of the year you know walking us through that kind of silent movie direction yeah um and here's the thing I feel like as an actor I wasn't great but I could have sold being a sports fan if I were auditioning alone yeah <laughs> you put me with legitimate sports fans on a couch. I stuck out like a sore thumb. <laughs> I did not understand uh, how to express genuine excitement over a sports
0: play. <laughs> I, excuse me, Landon, wh- why are you crying? Isn't this what they do when they score a touchdown? <laughs> They're tears of joy, can't you tell? Here was my trick. Here is
1: my one thing to differentiate myself. Uh, I <laughs> opted to hold a beer bottle, I think, and instead of sitting on the couch, I, cho- I chose to be the guy who was sitting on the armrest oh. with his foot up on the table. <laughs> you were trying to be too casual. <laughs> too Marlboro. And that is certainly not my... my. Uh, I was a, definitely a Jonah Hill type uh, mm. when I was um, acting. And uh, that was not what they were looking for. Yeah, <laughs> I certainly didn't sell the kind of sports fan physique. Um, I don't know. Nothing about it. I did not get the job. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm hosting a <laughs> podcast about home improvement. Yeah. I am not a famous commercial actor.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, because because the guys who did get cast as sports fans in that Doritos commercial are now living in in mansions. One of them was around. Timothy Chalamet? What? <laughs> noted sports fan Timothy Chalamet (laughs) call me me by your name the name he wants to be called by is the Detroit Pistons one of them was Greta Gerwig what a lot of mumblecore and like acclaimed indie actors in this Doritos commercial about sports I have to say
1: one of them was
0: uh, uh, yeah I got no one else Uh, Virginia Madsen maybe at this point was Philip Seymour Hoffman there (laughs) could have been
1: could have been I think I was taking a Philip Seymour Hoffman approach to it, and they just wanted sports
0: fans. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix was there, but he was, like, very intense. Like, he, he kicked a toilet into smithereens it was, because his team didn't score. It was a deleted scene from I'm Still Here.
1: <laughs> he came in with the full beard and sunglasses and threw things around the room. And wrapped. and wrapped. I forgot that that was a part of that movie. Holy shit.
0: Uh, anyway. But, that, the, but, I mean, the twist ending, though, is that he was never really there.
1: jokes on us all
0: yeah <laughs>
1: i always get that movie title confused with the bob dylan one i'm i'm not here i'm not here i'm still here i was never really here you were never really here. you were never really here what about us <laughs> this is us something to talk about <laughs> holy shit where do we go it's, uh, where do we go now, think, sweet child of mine? <laughs> I think I've caught your cold because my brain doesn't make sense right now either. Yeah, This is what happens when you rely on me for any kind of uh, cohesive narrative to this show.
0: Well, and, and also, also, I mean, let's not forget that the temperature is slowly getting it is ratcheted getting... up in here. So my, my cold is getting steamed out of me as we speak. <laughs> we go back to the scene. Okay, Benny um, is – oh,
1: this is where the weird interdimensional thing entered our world. Uh, so they're watching the game, they get really excited Tim goes up, uh, leaves, I think um, and Benny's like, oh let's turn on the surround sound, and as he goes to push the button on the stereo typical um, it fritzes out and blows the Fritz TV. Fritz the cat jumps out of it b- blows uh, blows everything, you know, the electricity out. Surprisingly, it didn't blow the lights out just the, the stereo the speakers and the TV.
0: Yeah, it was a very specific power surge. Yeah uh,
1: I want to point out though the the visual effects on the show. Yeah. That they um, had superimposed a football game screen on the TV.
0: Oh, I didn't I didn't even notice that. I yeah, was too I distracted didn't. by the sparks. I didn't
1: either until after uh, this little moment where we had to watch it a second time. Because what happens is the thing goes off and Pete just yells out, Tim, we need a TV. <laughs> and the second that, that he says that word, <laughs> our Wi-Fi cuts out.
0: Apple TV crashes. <laughs> the,
1: yeah, so the episode stops when we have to kind of reboot everything. I thought that was just like a moment of perfect timing. Yeah, uh but when, then we turned it on and you know had to go back about 10 15 seconds and saw the scene again. That's when I noticed it. It was like, oh man, these little visual effects just pop up in places you don't even notice half the time. They did a good
0: job. Good for you. We go to the bedroom. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I just didn't have a lot to say about that. <laughs> no, all, no, they no can't I'm not blaming singers. you. I'm not
1: blaming you. Uh, uh, you're lucky I didn't bring up
0: either of the calendars this episode. I am lucky. Thank you. You know I'm <laughs> sick and then it would kill me.
1: <laughs> Too much power in my hands. The guys, uh, after the TV blows out, run into the bedroom because there's a TV up there. And
0: because they have no sense of A, yeah. no sense of propriety B, no, no understanding of germ theory, and maybe we shouldn't all crowd into the small room with a sick, contagious woman in it.
1: Yeah, they're not all Landon Solano, uh, <laughs> being with a sick...
0: There's plenty you, of table yeah, between us, sir. So <laughs> I am I am
1: coughing into my elbows. <laughs> you so. are you are being very generous. I appreciate it. Uh, but anyway, they will rush into the bedroom because they decide that that's where the other TV in this house is. Uh, and this is where the episode loses me. Uh, you know, I can get behind the separating the two things, but the group mentality there, especially with Al involved, they wouldn't run into the bedroom. I yeah. mean, that's just a level of inconsiderateness that. None of these guys, even, even Benny in his kind of ignorance of things, I don't think would do this. No. Um, but they do.
0: And, well, uh, they've, they've got Super Bowl fever. <laughs> I guess that's true. They have the, a sickness and, of their own. And the boogie woogie flu. <laughs> uh, but they, they run in there. Al, to his credit, Al is trying to stop them and saying like, no, it's no, true. no, don't. We can't bother Jill. She's trying to sleep. And then he catches glimpse of, uh, of Dr. Chivago on TV and goes, oh, this is the part where Omar Sharif proposes. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Al. I know, yeah, seriously. Thanks a lot. Uh, But yeah, so Jill is not happy that all these rambunctious, boisterous dudes have run into her room. In fact, she pulls the covers up over her head and says, Tim, can I speak to you under here? And so Tim gets under the covers with her. Another really great way to get sick. (laughs) And uh, they have a little bit of a fight in there about what, like, it's like the one thing that she said was, I don't want them to see me. And here we are. And I'm sure they can overhear this entire
1: conversation. Would they be paying attention without the Super Bowl playing?
0: Well, presently one of them does get under the covers with them as well. Which
1: this, which is how so, you get
0: sick. It's <laughs> where you take your sausage in there.
1: Yeah. Benny slips his sausage under the covers. That's Ooh. just... That's a thing that just happened on this show.
0: <laughs> it's going to get some grease all over the that place.
1: That cannot be... That,
0: that had to have been an inside euphemism joke right i think so yeah like you know that sort of thing doesn't happen in a vacuum <laughs> uh anyway jill
1: gets angry and decides you know what if they're gonna watch the tv in here i'm gonna go sit on the couch downstairs Yep. but when she gets down there she sees all of the bean dip and all of the plates and sausage remnants left out and gets nauseous again
0: Yep. and she is very mad at tim she is just you know you know saying you know tim this is all your fault you you know you're all you're so selfish like you know i i you know i just all i asked was that you not do this and you take care of me but you don't you don't care you don't care about me at all when it interferes with you watching the game tim goes this wasn't my fault they're only up here because the tv exploded what are the odds of that happening and jill goes in this house and this is the only thing that separates this episode
1: from a season three episode to me is that We really do have Jill laying it out there very explicitly. Tim, you are being selfish. You are being a dickhead here. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, every time I get – I mean, she just gives a laundry list of, like, every time I'm sick, you do not take care of me. You take care of your hot rod more than you take care of me. Yeah. Uh, And I
0: think these are real concerns. Yes. These are – this is, like, grounds for divorce type shit. Yeah.
1: Um, But we get a a football transition as she just kind of collapses onto the couch. Uh, Back to the bedroom. Where the guys are watching, and Tim tries to usher them out, saying, Um, uh, you know, why don't we watch it on this TV? You
0: it's know, por- I have this it's other- <laughs> portable TV with an antenna on it, <laughs> which
1: I think I don't know. I know he had the radio a few times, uh, in like very early episodes when he's uh with Touchdown Rick, yeah, yeah. Um, but did he ever have the TV like when he was in? church or i think
0: he took the tv to the cabin the ice fishing cabin with uh, okay yeah with
1: al i think so he had a tv there i don't know if it was the same one i felt like i've seen that little tv before but they're all like uh no thank you this little tv we're supposed to watch the biggest game of the year on the smallest tv ever invented yeah um but it it cuts to halftime and they decide that they are gonna go watch the rest at big Mike's. total plug for big Mike's. big Mike's, home of the stinky and speaking of stinky, one gets served to us, and as we lift off the sourdough bread, oh. the fumes rise from the sauerkraut. Classic stink lines. And as the <laughs> stink lines evaporate, we are left in the visage of Carn Corner. Oh, yes. Brought to us by Tom. Thank you, Tom. This is a pull quote from an a, a interview with Vulture uh, conducted in February of this year. Uh, this is a fresh one. It is a fresh one. Uh, it was ri- w- uh, when Richard Karn was just about to appear on Pen15. 13. Uh, Pen15? Yeah, Pen15. Pen 15. 15. Good lord. Because that's what an S looks uh, like, Landon. Uh, it's not brain. called a
0: P-nib. <laughs> Pen-
1: penb. Penb. Because the one and the three would make I the guess. B, a, yeah, so okay, so it's penb. a penb. 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 Anyway, uh, I pulled this quote directly for you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. So... He's talking – have you seen Pen15 yet? I've not seen Pen not. Is He he Not to give anything away, he's a drummer okay. on that show. I think and, I heard
0: that, so you didn't give anything away. Uh,
1: but he's in a Steely Dan cover band. <sighs> <laughs> so the question that they posed to him were was, uh, were you a Steely Dan fan beforehand? Oh, okay. That's – I a lot of rhyming in that,
0: a Dan, <laughs> a Dan fan beforehand.
1: Uh, and he says, absolutely, your yes. songs were always – on one of my playlists. Yes. I'm old, <laughs> so they were up and coming when I was in high school and college. Awesome. Quote laughs.
0: Er, Quote. Uh, brackets, laughs. But he, but not like a smiley face in there.
1: Well, I, I mean, I don't know that they would convert, uh, convert the emojis into text like we do. Uh, for our listeners, <laughs> so I, I'm I'm assuming had he been responding over Twitter, he would have put a, a nerd glasses emoji on the end of this statement.
0: Uh, I just I have to know now what his favorite Steely Dan song is. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> is he an, is? Wow. We have a lot to verify with him. Yeah. I, I've already asked him
1: to verify for uh, Star Trek, so now we have to follow up with Steely Dan.
0: Yeah. He, you know what? I think it's dirty work because he's a fool to do Tim's dirty work. Oh yeah. <laughs> And that's one uh, word away from being part of grunt work. Yeah, also true.
1: Uh, Anyway, I I, I pulled pulled that note for you.
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I feel better already. Good.
1: There you go. Uh, Maybe now Dan will steal your cold away.
0: Oh. That was a pun. (laughs) It obscures (laughs) the fact that the band is named after a dildo. (laughs) (laughs) but whatever i feel sicker now (laughs) um from
1: that we get a bunch of mustard (sniffs) falling onto the stinky the sandwich closes back up with the uh the the sourdough and it's taken away and we're brought back into the scene where the guys leave uh to go watch at big mike's
0: i miss the sandwich now (laughs) <laughs> so uh yeah the, the guys leave and tim winds up downstairs uh watching the game on the tiny little portable tv with a magnifying glass
1: yep and it is magnifying his nose to us
0: and it is a classic uh total brazil reference i think a <laughs> uh, tiny screen uh big magnifying glass this is not me being racist against the country of brazil this is me referencing the movie brazil uh just which in itself
1: that. is racist against the
0: country of brazil uh, yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, it, if anything, it's very, it's very prescient because it's about, uh, it's about an authoritarian, uh, leader coming to power, well, you know, or a 1984 dystopian. Yes. Bolsonaro is a shitty president. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Tim is watching the game. Yeah, and the batteries he... die. Uh-oh. oh uh, Oh, no. What's gonna
1: happen? Oh, but you know what? Cue a very
0: convenient neighbor being outside. Also, let me just point out, if anyone is gonna have a million of every type of battery, wouldn't it be the guy with 500 power
1: tools? <laughs> yeah, this is a little backwards. I-, I feel like Tim should have the batteries over Wilson.
0: Tim Tim is the guy who everyone in the neighborhood goes yeah. to when their Xbox controller is uh, <laughs> is dead and they need more batteries.
1: Um, but to Wilson's credit, he gives a line that just is beautiful here yes but tim comes out and asks for hey do you have any batteries and wilson goes yeah of course i've got c's i've got d's i've got nine volt and i've got one made out of a potato
0: <laughs> and tim says alkaline <laughs> he goes no idaho ah uh, <laughs> this is really good like th- th- again this is this wilson scene was just like a breath of fresh air yes
1: uh and tim goes it's super bowl sunday and blah 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 and wilson again goes oh is that today yeah so I guess I'm a Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> I I have almost no idea when Super Bowl is. Yeah, it's, it's a January thing.
0: It's February, I think. February. It's yeah, a winter
1: thing. End of end of winter. Yeah, hazy shade of winter. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Not relevant um, at all. But he says that uh, he gives the lowdown as usual. Jill's sick. The guys were over. Blah blah blah. Um, and he goes blah you blah. <laughs> you wouldn't have anything. I'm a good husband. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> to. <laughs> to help uh help a cold and wilson's like well you know what i'm actually nursing a cold myself um and i'm boiling up some bees yes like, as a an old ancient chinese recipe
0: yeah to deal with that? nausea ancient, like... it was like... chinese i think right? yeah, it was yeah ancient yeah. chinese secret yeah
1: um and he goes the best part is you don't have to
0: add any honey <laughs> Like, you steep these bees in water and then drink it, yep. and I guess that fixes your, your shit. So here's a—based uh, on the question I asked last week, which I feel like I asked in the
1: past after I listened to it, but uh, we—I asked, has Wilson tasted flesh? Uh, going back even further to a theory we had, or a speculation—I wouldn't even go as far as to say a theory—is that, is Wilson um putting together some sort of Noah's Ark? <laughs> <laughs> with all of the animals that with he's all the collecting, dead
0: animals on it. He's not got a lot of live animals.
1: Then, here's my my further question Was Noah actually selfish knowing that the entire mankind is going to be wiped out and just was like, I don't know what I'm going to be in the mood for. Let's just get every animal on this boat so that I'll have enough food and variety to last me through these 40 days?
0: Okay. I don't want to be the Bible scholar here. A, Noah tried to warn other people and everyone laughed oh, at okay, him I for listening to God. B... I
1: missed that Darren Aronofsky movie. Uh, y-
0: yeah, yeah. Well, it's basically Mother, but without Jennifer Lawrence. I saw
1: Evan Almighty,
0: though. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. Then Noah was it. a newscaster before he got onto the boat. Yes, exactly. But there wasn't a whole lot of news back in the old days before Twitter. <laughs> so instead, he uh, went to a boat show and got this great idea. Okay. Uh, no, and also the animals work for eating. <laughs> They were to like just save the species. Like, no dragons got on the thing. But are you, you, can you confirm that? I'm saying maybe, maybe he did. What you're saying is teach the controversy. (laughs) Okay, no, no, no. what you're saying is he got, he got two of every animal on there, but he ate the unicorns, he He, ate the dragons, he ate all the dinosaurs. He, 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 he,
1: his mind was, his stomach was bigger than the practicality. So he's like, I'm just going to pack all of the animals on here because I don't know what I'll want. And then really only had time to eat the unicorns and eat the uh, uh, chimeras and the the chupacabras and the yeah the yeah Nessies. the Jersey
0: Devils <laughs>
1: exactly yeah.
0: yeah all the you know Sasquatch for dinner the first ten nights <laughs> out there it was it was that Oregon Trail thing where you've got more meat than you can eat so you're just trying to stuff down as much as you can before it goes bad and
1: then he died of dysentery
0: yeah. Is that true? I don't know. I didn't read the Bible. No, no, he, he he did. He did. They should have brought a doctor along when they were choosing the uh, people who were going to be in their wagon. Does his tombstone say ass? <laughs> yes, it absolutely does. I feel like kids, at, kids who are, like, homeschooled to go to weird Christian schools, they play, like, instead of Oregon Trail, they play Noah's Ark. The game. And it's the same thing, basically.
1: Oh, my God. I and as a
0: result, it. those kids grew up totally ignorant of Oregon history, the poor <laughs> bastards.
1: Uh, anyway, back to um, Wilson's uh, remedy here. He's like, the best thing about it is that you don't have to add honey. Did I say that already? Y- you did, but it's a funny joke. It's a funny joke. Um, but Tim goes, well, can I borrow some of those bees? I'll pay you back for. And this was actually a weird line of Tim's. I'll pay you back for the yeah. ones I use. W- w- where is this? Yeah, he's got all that uh, cheddar from the hot rod he sold last uh, last week. That yeah. he doesn't know what to do with all this money. Yeah, um, he's gonna he's gonna he's give gonna it. He's gonna be generous with it for once. He's gonna sweeten. Um, Wilson's Palms. And Wilson gives the best line. I'm
0: going to leave it to you. Oh, thank you. You can say it. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, that's all right.
1: Because it's it's so sweet. I feel like it'll coat oh, your throat it, it and make it like, better. Like honey?
0: Yeah. Uh, he said, yeah, I will pay. I can pay back for them. And Wilson says, No, don't worry about it, neighbor. It's a freebie. <laughs> and I know that we say this ironically a lot, but... Actually, a good one. Doesn't deserve a <laughs> fart noise. Uh, So, Tim... Uh goes up to Jill with a cup full of BT and uh gives it to her.
1: Yep. He also has a few VHSs and said, I wanted to stay within the theme of doctors. Uh so I've brought you Dr. No. Yep. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Uh-huh. Dr. Naughty and the Night Nurses.
0: Whoa. Whoopsies, that one's for me. Boiling. Or is it could be for interested both of us. Interested look. And, Are you? I'm <laughs> JK or not, or I am, or I'm not. <laughs>
1: But seriously, I'm just kidding, but really. um. Anyway, she goes, is this your idea of taking care of me? That's a line I wrote. I don't know why. Just to well, keep us on track. No,
0: no, no. <laughs> but, and, and Tim kind of talks about how, like, look, you know, I, I really like to fix things, but, you know, but I always I always feel so helpless when you're sick because it's like I can't take you apart and put you back together. Yeah. And Jill says, well, yeah, if you did, you'd probably put me back together wrong. <laughs> Some jokes coming about that.
1: Yeah. The, here's the thing, though, is that. I don't, uh, Tim obviously is completely unaware of the love languages. Like he wants to take care of Jill in the way that works for him, not in the way that works for her. Yes. And at some point that is going to create such an imbalance yeah. <laughs> in their marriage. And I think I can see her in this episode, even like getting to the edge, where it's just like, you never take care of me the way that I want you to. All I want you to do is to be attentive and comfort me. Yeah. Why is that so hard?
0: Yeah, he doesn't have an answer. No, no, he not, really at least not a, a not a reasonable one. Yeah, no, I think he jokes about it or something. Yeah, uh, but anyway, you know she she's doing better with this. I don't know. She seems happy with this. He starts rubbing her back. She, she seems to accept it with a a level of
1: what else am I going to do? I'm yeah. married to him.
0: Yeah, the kid, they, you know, the kids have got years before they're out of the house. What can I do?
1: And then the episode ends on a note that uh. was just. What? Uh, the phone rings. He answers it. It's Benny to tell him the winner of the Super Bowl, and
0: we are led to assume that Benny says, "Are you happy?" Wait, because he's saying like, "I'm down at Mike's. It's the best. It's the best Super Bowl party I've ever been to. Yeah. Blah blah blah. It's so fun. Do You want to come?" Uh,
1: but yeah, I'm assuming that he says, "Are you happy?" But Tim goes, "Yeah, I'm happy. I'm real happy." Yeah, as he's giving jill a back massage it's just like go fuck yourself
0: and then what are we what are we the audience supposed to take from this that we're supposed to feel sorry for you and then and then jill's going like ah tim that's a little too hard like and he's like i'm just so happy like he's He's taking it out on Joe. Like, he's so angry. Yeah, like, he's been fuck so you. wronged by this, fuck this like, guy. I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying, like, yeah, you want to be at the, that at that Super Bowl party? That that sucks. Like, I empathize. I would want to be, if I liked yeah. those things, I'd want to be there too. But, like, don't be fucking angry. Like, why? your wife is the problem. And why can't you just end this episode
1: with a sincere moment by saying, yeah, you know what? I'm actually good. I'm Yeah, I'm nurturing my here. wife. Yeah. yeah. Like, be happy in that moment. Don't be frustrated. Like,. Whatever, this is Monday Morning Writer Room, but, you know, and, it yeah. ends on a very sour note for me.
0: Yes. But then we get a kind of funny stinger note where it's the next day or two days later or yeah. something. Jill's making oatmeal. And Brad and Randy walk into the uh, kitchen and they stop and Brad goes, uh-oh, food, a pot, and mom.
1: No Who- good can come from this. Uh-huh. A nice callback to the beginning of the episode seeing Tim with the wires and the... yeah. <laughs> um, and then and then, Mark- then yeah just like the beginning of the episode Mark comes down saying Dad doesn't look so good he's calling for you. <laughs> uh and she goes upstairs to to check on Tim who has a thermometer in his mouth and she goes 99.1 we're going to have to ice you down. Yeah. And she gives it in a weird performance like I don't I think she was trying to like over dramatize it for the sake of like calling Tim a baby.
0: Yeah, I think so. But it
1: came off kind of panicky. It was a weird performance, actually.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It, it was it was a weird ending, and I didn't remember it ending on quite that beat from when I was a kid, but yeah. I do think it's a it's a it's a solid shot at how men are such big babies about colds, such as this man and this cold that he has right now. <laughs> I wish you would change your diaper. Um Whoa,
1: getting <laughs> spicy. <laughs> we that is our episode do you have anything that we missed in it i did not oh well uh well well before you get too too close to that yeah i'm buying time while i think of something
0: to transition us into buffering 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 a <laughs> we have the, the 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 wheel of death going
1: on the screen yeah. right now yeah, and as we get closer up. and closer into that hypnotist circle uh it turns into
0: <gasps> the grunt count ah good i'm glad i could give you some some material I to work with there. appreciate that
1: uh i i want to guess yes i am gonna guess it was five you guessed correctly because I only heard the the one cluster, and you've taught me at this point that they come in clusters of three, five, and yeah. uh, a few stray ones. But uh, I definitely heard at the beginning of the episode. Huh, 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 huh? Yeah, and that's not how he does huh, it. Huh, huh,
0: huh, huh. Something it was, like it's yeah. talking about food. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so five, okay. Yeah, so that's honestly pretty high for where we've that, been at that recently. That is an
1: outlier for this season. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know, I know. The, you know. the grunts are throwing me for a loop. I was not expecting what I'm getting.
1: I, uh, When we come to the end of the season, I'm going to have to do the season guess for this. The grunt guess. Uh, I have a feeling I'm going to have to reel back my, my guess in a big way. Like that's correct. normally go with a number, and then I'm going to have to divide that by two. I'm going to have to do math in oh, order Landon, to I'm so make sorry. a guess.
0: I apologize,
1: sir. Uh, okay, well, um, that grunt count has been brought to us by John V. John, 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 John V. v, 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 v. <laughs> ah. uh, thank you, John V. As we go from that corner, flying, flying away. Yeah, uh, like on Mary the, Poppins, on the wings of a serpent. Whoa, like uh, Daenerys, like Daenerys, uh, because those wings are uh, like a bird, I guess. Yeah, sure. Okay. And that brings us to tweet time. Hey, tweet time. <laughs> hey,
0: Gabagool. <laughs>
1: the transitions are just as disorienting and awful as the theme
0: songs. Again, if you if you make it about as hot as Vietnam <laughs> in an apartment.
1: Here's the thing. The difference between the transitions and the theme songs I used to do is that at least with the theme songs, I'm not suffering. True. <laughs> I guess this brings me in line with everybody. We all yeah. suffer. Yeah, even. yeah, you, yeah.
0: Sacrifice is at the root of all good art. <laughs> all
1: right. Tweet time this week brought to us by our good buddy John uh, out in Scotland. Oh. We appreciate that. Um, okay, so this is kind of a hodgepodge this week. Okay. Uh, there are some stray comments from uh, past things that we have to cover, but I also put out a specific tweet time question to people. Uh, what do you want to start with?
0: I, man, I leave it to you. I, I'm sick. I'm on the injured reserve, okay. man. I can't make let's, these decisions. Let's
1: start with the original. Uh, just some some unfinished business. Yeah, uh, Our buddy Mason had mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago about our uh, Santa Claus episode. Yes, Where he commented about uh, our mentioning of this is not how you get your son back.
0: Mm.
1: I misunderstood what he was saying. And okay. I pitched it to you in the wrong way. Oh no, how dare you. He was saying that He's actually fighting to get his son back in the context of the the theory that we set up that uh, Charlie was that the kid's name Yeah that Charlie is manipulating the world.
0: Oh so he's
1: forcing his father to fight for him.
0: Oh I see that okay that makes way more sense that way that yeah that, that tracks with the Twilight Zone Exactly
1: kid, yes. so I, I'm I'm way on board with that. I think that uh, that makes all the sense in the world. yes uh, additionally when he uh, gave us some very helpful numbers for the Nielsen ratings for the show, didn't mention that when it was in its highest uh, numbers in season three, it was up against Frasier. What? It beat Frasier that season.
0: <sighs> <laughs> I would say that America's doomed, but it was doomed 25 years ago, and we see it's only gotten worse. So, okay, fair, fair point, fair point.
1: Um, uh, another guy. Uh, so you can you can find Mason at J C K on Twitter. Uh, next up is Michael Van Sant uh, at MVS Union on Twitter, um, who just gives us a thumbs up for the the great Bruce
0: McGill corner last week. Oh, so I you know what? I'll be honest. I do not remember what we did in that corner. Pa- Papa Mia. Oh hey, Papa Mia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, now <laughs> I remember.
1: Uh, so thank you, Michael. Uh, next up was Farah who uh mentions she she just gives you some accolades uh some thumbs up for your full metal jacket reference to the the uh t-shirt cannon
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm wait I'm trying, oh oh yeah the uh yeah this is my this is yeah. my t-shirt cannon there are many like it but this one is mine field stripping it <laughs> now what i really want to see is joker in the bathroom hold, cradling it like well naked <laughs> and then like basically wrapping his mouth Ooh. around it and t-shirting himself in the face Full Metal Jacket spoilers, but again, the movie came out like before I was born. You really missed the boat on this shit. Uh,
1: Yeah, also, that's a very traumatic scene. Um,
0: Is that the... I don't know. It's not the most, but it's a traumatic scene. You you go into a Stanley Kubrick movie being like, nothing's going to traumatize me in this. This is going to be a totally normal movie about happy things. (laughs) Have
1: you seen Barry Lyndon? I mean, it's not happy, but
0: it's... I've uh, not seen Barry Lyndon. I don't have like seven and a half hours, but I very much want to.
1: Surprisingly, not seven and a half hours. It's the normal length of a movie, but because of the pacing of it, it feels like seven and a half. Oh, years. okay. It's a time but dilation it's thing. Beautiful to look at.
0: If you if you shoot a baby into space and you have an old man watch <laughs> Barry Lyndon, uh, when when they come back, the old man is actually the baby, and the baby is also a baby,
1: It's orbiting the Earth, uh, just in kaiju form. <laughs> y- yes, basically. Um, we, we wait. How did we get kaiju? At the end of 2001, the gigantic baby that's going to invade the Earth.
0: Okay, is the baby gigantic, or is it just a normal-sized baby, but the camera's close to it? You can't defame my interpretation
1: of the end <laughs> of 2001.
0: So what you're saying is that, that 2010 uh, like, is where they have to find Godzilla to fight the yes, baby in space. Exactly. I I need to. Wa- I didn't know Arthur C. Clarke was so awesome. <laughs> I, I didn't know that his whole career was on
1: fanfiction.net. <laughs> um okay so that was uh covering our kind of odds and ends this week's tweet time i posed the question uh what's your favorite sport and why oh just to be thematically uh accurate here um mason who we just mentioned uh says sports um i don't know hockey's okay i guess gaming is a sport now right nerd but yes (laughs) uh mason speaking to my heart because that's precisely what i think and gaming Legitimate sport now. It will be in the 2024 Olympics. Really? Yes. What game? You know, that's a good question. I the everything I read didn't actually list the games, but how would what would you think? Like, would it be? Should be Goldeneye 64, (laughs) the litmus for every video game player ever. No,
0: no bullshit. (laughs) Goldeneye 64, or uh,
1: I think it should be Super Mario Brothers 3, uh, just like the end of the wizard. Hey, it's also a good
0: one. That's also a good Although
1: one. Although, they do cheat in that game and use the the white block uh, code to get the flute and skip levels. and like I, T- totally If, I, if I were running that tournament, I would be like, you know what? Flag that motherfucker. He's <laughs> cheating. Uh, we don't want people to know how to beat the game before it's even
0: out. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean... Uh... What I maybe maybe they'll 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 pull a fake on everybody and have it be Pong or something. (laughs) I was
1: thinking something like ice climbers, you know, where you get points, but it's like equally difficult for each person, and they're you know, or it's Galaga. Yeah, and and it's it's gonna be something like fucking Fortnite, you know, where it's just well, it can be multiplayers at once, and yeah, or or uh, uh, what's what's the one? It's the Overwatch that all the kids are playing. That's is that. Oh, well, I, I get Overwatch what? and Fortnite mixed up, because well, they came well, out roughly at the same time, right?
0: Uh, Overwatch was there a couple years before oh, Fortnite, right. but Fortnite then took Overwatch's crown, and they're kind of neck and neck for it. They're neck and neck. Okay. Um, we
1: also have uh, John Smith. Remember that guy? Yeah,
0: I do remember that guy. Yeah,
1: John Smith is great. You can yeah. find him uh, at Mr. Lizard Kings on Twitter. He says, I would go for a few. Golf, cricket, tennis, or football uh how very british i know yeah extremely uh, and football he specifies later in this tweet and spoiler also, alert also is the the universal idea of football not american football
0: also pretty scottish too given the list of <laughs> golf the sport they invented
1: he says uh cricket world cup starts soon the US PGA this weekend uh oh. football season just finished it's been a good uh, few weeks and will be an exciting cricket filled summer I prefer solo sports, not team-based. Oh. That's something interesting that I have Wait, never um, really... Uh, that's never been delineated for me before uh, Before this tweet. And I absolutely agree with that. Like, I'm big into bowling. I'm big into golf. I'm
0: big into ski ball. Is cricket a solo sport? I don't know. Also, ski ball. Now, you want to talk about the sport of kings. <laughs> Skeeball uh, or the poor man's high ally is yeah. really... That's, that's the one. Uh, yeah, that's interesting though. Solo sport. Honestly, I think I prefer the team sports. Okay. I I, I can enjoy hockey. Like
1: Mason said, uh, I, I think in my later years of being a Michigander got into the Red Wings quite a bit. They were really big. Uh, I think they were like consistently in the playoffs, um, uh, in my high school years. Yeah. So that kind of like, I don't know, set the ground a bit on fire. Um, Yeah. Uh, he continues to say, although I do like, um, American football as we call it over here. NFL Um,
0: yeah we call it that here too we also call it football (laughs)
1: uh don't really watch or understand baseball or basketball same same WWE I enjoy but perhaps not technically a sport I mean it's 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 Excellent theater. It might not be recognized as a sport, but I certainly would never claim that the wrestlers are not athletes. No, those guys, I, I think they no, are. They
0: are definitely they are athletes and actors. Exactly, like they, they do more than the average athlete. Completely, because agree. they have to they have to do a completely convincing high camp performance and get punched in the face. And more than that, I mean,
1: can you imagine getting tacks in the back, or you know, a barbed wire match, or a cage match? Is it, I mean, Let me we tell both, you some we... Mick Foley shit, man. That, <sighs> I read his biography last year for a project, and there's stuff in there that makes me cringe. And I watch Fulci movies.
0: <laughs> I look. I mean, I've I've seen the wrestler, so oh, I yeah, know what exactly. it's like. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly what it's like. You're out there <laughs> dating Marissa Tomei. <laughs> It's uh, such a
1: torturous playing, experience. Playing
0: Wrestle Jam 89 in the back of your van <laughs> with kids. Uh, Bruce lastly, Springsteen writing a song about you.
1: Lastly, we got Tara Lee, who you can find at Pterodactyl1021 uh, on Twitter. She says, extreme cup stacking, because it's mesmerizing.
0: I have seen videos of that, and truthfully, it is mesmerizing It is. It doesn't is. look like magic being done in front of you.
1: I... Uh, Few, uh, So one of my best friends is a professional juggler. Uh, oh, I'm
0: landed. I've got all these cool-ass <laughs> friends.
1: Uh, I don't want to get in. I won't name him by name because I don't want to out him if he doesn't want that out there. Th- but, th- uh, they also
0: prefer to be called juggalos. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh,
1: he has a- an insane skill set. Yeah, uh, He used to do these skill videos that kind of teach people how to do things like kick a, a beer bottle off your foot and catch it on your finger. Um, oh, the Al
0: Borland stuff.
1: <laughs> and he got into, um, if I'm remembering correctly, he got into cup stacking uh, for a little while. I think yeah. when, when YouTube was kind of becoming a big thing and you were able to share these skill videos um, more easily. And uh, I know that he, he has in his routine or at least used to have like a, a – um, brick juggle thing where you like hold a brick between two bricks and then you throw that brick up in the air and catch it and stack it and do all this stuff so um i i feel like i have a slight personal connection to uh extreme cup stacking Uh he also owns um a guinness book world record for the uh fast amount of
0: or most amount of whoopee cushion sat on in a minute now, that's something that you, that, that that's a legacy you can leave behind for your children to cash in on, I tell you right there. Uh,
1: so, anyway, um, I, I'm completely on board with extreme cup stacking. Yeah. That's... It is mesmerizing, and it's uh, also dench.
0: It is, it's dench as hell. <laughs> we should join a cup stacking league. Hey, I'm into it. Yep. Um,
1: okay, I believe that covers all of our corners and crannies. And
0: nooks, don't forget our nooks. No,
1: I, there are a few nooks left untouched. Oh. <laughs> moving on <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode I can't imagine how <laughs> and you want to help us create uh, I usually say even better content but if you want to help us just you know reach status quo again yeah. uh, consider becoming an official grunthead, or neighbor or Al Pal yep. on our Patreon
0: yep by contributing to our Patreon you'll get access to our supplemental podcast Gruntwork Nights a podcast about literally anything but the uh, TV series Home Improvement we talk about just, just, just bullshit, just any old thing. I talked about Rock-A-Doodle a whole bunch today. You know what Rock-A-Doodle is? Are you, are you saying right now, oh shit, that gives me nostalgia? Well, fucking pull out your wallet and and drag your money out of it and rub it on your computer screen until it gets to us. So or, you can or go become... rent rock doodle You don't have to rent rock doodle Look, guys, guys, guys. Google Rockadoodle YouTube, the whole movie's on there. It's a pretty good quality rip. Yeah. So
1: Or you could just go to YouTube and type in Rockadoodle.
0: Nope. You don't have to type nope. in Rockadoodle YouTube. Nope. 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 <laughs> Landon, I'm a, I'm a grown up man. Usually I know I'm the computer. old person on this show. <laughs> Listen, call your grandchildren, ask them to to find Rockadoodle on the interwebs and then have them print out every single frame on their dot matrix printer, mail it to you, have them professionally collated and flip through them like a flip book. <laughs> Okay. It'll be in black and white, so you lose some of the full color whimsy of Don Bluth's Rockadoodle, but it's still I mean, how else are you gonna do it? There's no other uh, way to watch it.
1: Normally I go into other benefits you get with Patreon, but let's just go into it's the Just more shit like
0: that. It's just more hot steaming shit like that.
1: Patreon.com slash Uh if you wanna help others find this show, Gruntwork Proper. Consider leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or yep. wherever you listen to your podcast. Any old where? I won't know what those reviews are or what those ratings are on the other podcast apps because I don't think I've looked at them since we've started. Total freedom. Say whatever the fuck you want.
0: <laughs> but uh, they're there and go utilize them because when you do. Well, well, when you do that, we'll give you as many freebies as you want. That's right. But you will probably want to put on some full body protective gear before those freebies arrive. Not the bees. No, it won't bring back your stupid honey. <laughs> well, wow, I can actually do a decent Nicolas Cage, and I'm sick like this. Put the bunny down. No, I can't. Never mind. Yeah, be be, be careful about <laughs> calling ste-
1: out the <laughs> quality of your impressions. We, 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 we got we got to steal the Constitution. <laughs> it almost sounded like Gerald Ford doing. <laughs> we got to steal it before Nicolas Cage gets his hands on it. um Please stop by and say hi to us on Twitter. Maybe not Facebook anymore. Instagram, uh, or wherever you can find us on the internet at Gruntwork
0: God help you if you say hi to us on Facebook. We cannot even control. Well, I don't know
1: happenings. what happens to pages that you've created after you've deleted your account. Oh, anyone who comments on them dies. Oh, yeah. In seven days, we'll call seven you and say, <laughs> and we'll blur your face out of all your Facebook photos. Yep. it's gonna be weird. Yep. Um, you can find more information on today's show on our website, which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com while you're there (laughs) i'm losing it man me too dude you're not even (laughs) sick you can sign up for our weekly newsletter to get exclusive trivia you can get the grunt count yes yes hint 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 you can get the grunt count hint yep um and other fun fanciful things if you sign up for that uh flights of fancy (laughs) until next week when we cover another episode of home improvement i've been lannon solano
0: I've been Truman caps, and remember, a Russian revolution a day keeps the Doctor Zhivago away. <laughs> I think that's what the movie's about.